Hi, and welcome. Uh, on today's broadcast, for, uh, for our weekly broadcast, we're going to be looking at what love is, and who love is, and uh, maybe the title of this might be To Love or Not to Love. Might sound like a Shakespearean thing, but a lot of people have this question. A lot of people wonder, it, when is it okay to love? When is it okay not to love? We're going to look at a few things in the scripture and ask the Holy Spirit to just enlighten us, bring some insight to the teachings of Christ, the one who our our the God in the flesh, our Savior, God Himself, who came in the in the flesh and brought us salvation and gave us an example how to live because if we did this on our own, let me tell you, we would be in trouble. And thank God that he had a plan to change things and to bring things into order and to give us his holy word, give us give us something to live by. So today we're going to be looking at love, what love is and how to love. Um, let me go ahead and open up in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just worship you today. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for all the, the wonderful things that you've brought into our life. God, we thank you that, first of all, that you do love us. And Lord, I thank you for helping us to, to see your love, to see how to love each other, to see what our responsibilities are. And Lord, to learn more about the, the, the power of love. Lord, to learn more about how to operate in this world and to be that example of you, of Christ in this earth. Father, we just thank you, Lord, today. We thank you for who you are for who you are in us. Thank you for never leaving us. Thank you for always being there. Thank you for being a help in time of need. Thank you for being everything that we have need of. We worship you today and we thank you in the name that's above every name, the precious name of Jesus. So we're going to be looking at, at first of all, uh, in John chapter 4, 8, it says that if you don't, if you don't love, you, you don't, you don't know God because God is love. Not that God has love, but God is love. So if we're not operating in love, if we, don't, if we don't have love in us, if we're not able to love, we really don't truly know the Father or we don't know Him close, very close because everything about Him, everything that God does is all based on love. And you could say, oh my goodness, well, when you read the Old Testament, you think that Man, all these crazy things that went on and, and, and what kind of God is this? Are you talk, telling me this is a God of love? All the wars that went on, all of the, 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 the killings and the wiping out of nations. Let me tell you something. When God, God had to judge sin in the Old Testament, but God was protecting the entire world. God was protecting the Savior. The, the plan of salvation was coming through Israel and God was protecting and had to protect that plan so that the whole world could be saved. Whoever, whosoever would believe could be saved. So when you look at uh, the Old Testament, yes, yeah, sometimes it might seem like it's, it's very harsh and judgmental. God had to judge sin. God had to protect the lineage, the, line, the, the pure line of David. He had to protect the Savior coming to the earth. It had to be it had to be according to his word and according to prophecy, and it had to be fulfilled. And God was honoring his word and protecting and guarding over so that we today could receive the salvation of the Lord. So we're going to look at, um, well, first of all, uh, we, we said this First John 4, 8, you don't love, you don't know God because God is love. Now let's look at First uh, Corinthians chapter 13. In First Corinthians chapter 13, this is what uh, the Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthians 
And I'm going to read this in the Amplified Version. It says, if I can speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noisy gong or a, ch- or a clanging cymbal. Verse 2, and if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and the mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, God's love is not in me. I'm nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Now listen what it says in verse 4. This is the attributes of love. Love endures long and is patient and kind. And you can replace you can replace the word love with God. God endures long and is patient and kind. Love is never envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, does not act unbecomingly. Love God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking, it is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. All of these attributes, when you look at what love is, God, that's what God is. That is the, the, the embodiment of God. That is the, 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 Everything about him, his personality, his character, his nature, it's all based or, or comes down to that God is love. That is all he is. He's full of and everything that comes out of him is love. Anything that God does for, uh, for the, the, the world, anything that God does for humankind, God does it with and based on love. Nothing he does, he doesn't hate. He doesn't hate us. He doesn't hate mankind. He gave his only begotten son. He gave his life for mankind. So Matthew 22, verse 36, this is what Jesus says is the greatest. The Pharisees tried to trip Jesus up. And in verse 36, Matthew 22, 36, I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. It says, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and great greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. To love God with everything within you, 
You might say, you know what? I don't know that I can do that. Well, by the help of the Holy Spirit, you can. By the help of the Holy Spirit, you can surrender your life to God. You can surrender everything to Him. To love God with all of your heart, your soul, and your mind. Anytime you get out, get outside of the love walk, anytime you get outside of love, it's going to be uh, a curse, not a blessing. It's not going to be fruitful. It's not going to bring increase to your life when we step outside of love with anyone. The Bible says in Galatians uh, 5, 6, that your faith works by love. You can't even have true faith without love. You can't have faith in God without knowing the love of Him and, and receiving His love. You can't have uh, faith to believe anything with unless you're operating and working by love. God is love. He works through love. And everything that we do in this life, if we do it outside of love, we're crossing over into a territory that doesn't belong to God. It's a territory that belongs to Satan. When we walk outside of the love walk, Anytime I have ever been harsh with anyone, let me tell you something, it never works out for my benefit. When I'm harsher, if I'm ugly, when I get get outside of the love walk, it doesn't bring a blessing on my life. It causes either strife or division. It upsets, it it divides, it separates, it causes destruction. Nothing that we do outside of love brings a blessing. When it, it may it may seem like it maybe sometimes you think temporarily you fix something, but listen, even if you're upset, even if you have to face somebody head on, or if you have to have tough love, if if it's done in love, even if it's strong, or if it might seem like wow, that's really hateful, or that's you know you just got in that person's face, you might have to get up into somebody's face sometime to get them to wake up, but you don't have to do it outside of love. Let me tell you something. When Jesus turned over the, the, the tables in the temple, when he got the whip out and began to, to whip these, these thieves and deceivers, these cheaters, these liars, these ones that were manipulating the system and, and, and causing harm to, uh, uh, dividing the, the body of Christ. When he got that whip out, I'm telling you, he didn't do it outside of love. He could not have. If he did, he would have been in sin. But even if you have to, even if you have to get up in somebody's face, you don't have to get outside of your love walk. You don't have to do it outside of love. You can be strong, you can be firm, but you can do it in love. Everything that we do, if we keep that in perspective, that to love God with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind, and to love our neighbor as ourself, then we fulfill the law. You can't, anything that you do that is done based on love, There's no law against it. There's no harm in it. There's no wrong in it. When you truly do it by love. Now, some people say, well, you're just enabling somebody when you just let them, you know, you say you love them. Well, that's not really love. When you enable somebody, a lot of times it's done out of fear. It's done out of fear of losing a relationship, done out of fear of losing someone, done out of fear. It's not done out of love. Love is not, love is not based on fear and love has no fear. What does the Bible say? That perfected love casts out or drives out fear. True and perfect love, there is no fear in love. When you, when we really understand who God is, we understand how much that He loves us. I'm not a, I have an awesome reverential fear of the Lord, but I'm not afraid of Him in terror because I know that He loves me. Yes, I am, I reverentially fear the Lord because of His awesomeness and who He is. But I don't have a fear or a dread or, or a, a, 
a tormenting fear that I have to run away from God because I'm so afraid of, of, of Him. No, I know that He loves me. And when I know that He loves me, I know that, that whatever I've done, even if I've done wrong, I can still come to Him and know that He's not going to turn me away. God is love. He is the absolute embodiment of love. Now, the Pharisees were trying to trip him up and trying to get him to say, you know, what does the law say? And then he, you know, they were, they were trying to catch him and trip him. And they, they always looked for an excuse or a reason. When they go by the law, when they go by the, if, if they just do exactly what it says, then, you know, they're okay. If they can find a loophole, they're going to try to get around it. Now, listen, uh, in, in Matthew uh, 5, uh, 43, in Matthew chapter 5, this is the Sermon on the Mount. And here again, this is where they try to, they try to trip him up. And, um, well, they didn't try to trip him up here. But here he's talking about how that, that it has been taught and how they have been trying to uh, trip people up. In, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, it says, You have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Now, I'm going to read this in the Amplified. In, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you to show that you are the children of your Father who is in heaven. For He makes His Son to rise on the wicked and on the good. And He makes the rain to fall upon the upright and the wrongdoers alike. For if you love those who love you, what reward can you have? Do not even the tax collectors or the ungodly do that? And if, if, you only, if you greet only your brethren, what more than others are you doing? Do not even the Gentiles, the heathen, the, the godless do that? You therefore must be perfect, growing into complete maturity of godliness in mind and in character, having reached the proper height of virtue and integrity, as your heavenly Father is perfect." It's, a, it's growing into a place. You say, well, be perfect even as, as God is perfect. I can't be perfect. You can grow into that place. L- living and loving and following and honoring God, you grow into a place to where you can love the unlovable. You can love when someone gets in your face and you have no hate in your heart. You can love when someone does something even intentionally against you. When someone uh, purposefully acts out of, of, of uh, a, a wrong character. They act out of love and they come straight up against us. We can still stand there with love in our heart, no hatred, being perfected by the love of God. How can you do that when someone is accusing you and wrongfully mistreating you? Listen, if we, if we begin to look at people through the eyes of God, if we look at people through the eyes of love, we'll look past their sin and pass their fault, and see what God sees, just as God looks at us. You know, God doesn't look at us in our state of imperfection, in our state of, of, of uh, how, how messed up we are sometimes. God doesn't look at us in that place. God looks down on the inside. God sees, what does the Bible say? That God looks upon the heart. God's not looking at your your uh, weaknesses and your 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 character flaws and and even even when you're uh, you're struggling with something so horrible that you you think that God could not even look at me God couldn't even face me I want to tell you something 
God loves you more than you will ever know. God loves you so much, He is able to look past. How is He able to look past all of the weaknesses and all the failures and the sin in our life or things that we have done absolutely against Him? How is God able to look past that? How is He able to look beyond that? Because Jesus paid the price for sin and wiped away all of the guilt and the shame. If He didn't, God could never look at us. If Jesus didn't come to pay the price for all sin, then God could not look upon mankind. How could God look at the evil and the sin if Jesus hadn't washed it away and took the penalty and the punishment for for that? God is not looking at, at us in that place of defeat, in that place of failure, in that place of weakness. God is looking at us through the eyes of love, through what Christ did, and is looking at us to come up into a higher place, looking at us to come up out of a place of destruction, out of a place of sin. Yeah, if we've got sin in our life, it's going to wreak havoc everywhere, every area of our life. Satan has rite of passage when we give in to sin, when we do things that are outside of God's plan, when we do things outside of the Word of God, when we go against God's God's commandments, God's uh, laws of love, then we give Satan a right to come in there and mess up whatever he can. So we get out, we, we stop him in his tracks when we submit ourselves to God. What does the Bible say? To submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he doesn't have a choice but to flee. Submit to God with your whole heart, to love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. You say, well, I, don't, I, I know that I want to do that, well, keep desiring, keep desiring to be, uh, to, to know him more. Keep that up. Keep desiring to know him. Keep desiring to hear of him. Keep desiring to understand his word. And as you grow and as you walk in this place, God's, God is protection and his covering covers you in your growth. God covers you in your growing into him in that relationship. God's protection is around you to cover you and protect you to, to, to uphold you in your growth process. So don't be so hard on yourself and say, well, I cannot live this life. There's no way I can love like God loves. God loves. Yes, you can. You can love like Him, but you have to change your thinking. You have to change your mindset and you have to, to realize who He is. The more you get 1 John 4, 8, to know God is to love Him. The more that you come into relationship with God, the more you realize who He is, then you will begin to operate and act like Him. When you get close to Him and He begins to reveal things to you and begins to show you who you really are, you are able to walk in a place of love. Listen, in, uh, in, in right here, and let me go back up here to um, where Jesus said, you have heard that it has been said, you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. This is not the law of God. This was not God's law that was was the Old Testament that you're to um, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's not what the Le- Le- Levitical law says. They're taking this, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees are trying to take something that David wrote in Psalms 139 where he says, Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate you? Am I, and am, uh, am not I grieved with those that rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them all as my enemies. You know, King David was was someone who had uh, a very, he was very opinionated, and he was also someone who was very repentant. 
King David would spout out something because he hated what God, he hated anything against the kingdom of God, anything that was against God. He hated it with a fervency. But hating man or hating people was never, never part of God's plan, never got part of God's law. In actuality, the Levitical law, the Levitical law states this in Leviticus 19, 18, thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And then it's, and then he, he goes on to say, I am the Lord. He stamps his, his signature on it. He stamps his approval on it. You are to love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, and I am the Lord. He's saying, I am saying this. This is coming directly from the throne, directly from me. God never put in his word or in his law to hate uh, your enemy, but to love them. And it goes on to say in, uh, in uh, love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you in, in verse 44. Proverbs 25, it says, if thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. If he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. When we do good to those that, that come out against us, it causes it causes a shame to come on them for what they've done. It causes them to look at themselves and say, wow, I have really mistreated that person. When you do good to someone that has intentionally wronged you, you take away their power. You take away that authority or that right of judgment. There is no law against love. When we act out of kindness and goodness and we act what in the world standard is out of character because we're not retaliating back. What does the world say? What did, what is most people would excuse it and say, hey, man, if somebody punches you, punch them back. If somebody's mean to you, let them have it. Don't let them talk to you like that. Don't let them uh, talk about your family. Don't let them lie to your boss. Don't let them go in there and and and, and misrepresent you. When someone is is operating out of those things, it's usually jealousy. It's fear because they're afraid of, of who you are. They're afraid of you taking their position. They're afraid of you being better than them. They're afraid that everybody's going to look at you instead of them. There's a fear base there. When people operate outside of love, they're doing it. They're doing it based on some kind of fear, fear of rejection, fear of, uh, fear of not being adequate enough, fear of not being good enough. So when we recognize that when someone is acting out, you know, you can, when you know the root of something, when you know the cause of it, you can handle the situation a little bit better. And when you know that, listen, I don't have to look at them be, uh, as they're an enemy of mine, but I can look at them as they are a child of the Most High God. They are someone, you know, even if you, even if you have to imagine them as a, as a, as a little scared little child, they don't know what they're doing. They are acting out of fear. They're acting out of their, their, this character. It looks so bad on them. I don't want anybody to look horrible. I don't want anybody to look uh, that, that shame and that guilty. I don't want anybody to look that bad. You know, they look terrible when they act out like that. They look like some kind of nut. I don't want anybody to look like that. I don't want them to look uh, in some horrible, as some horrible person. I want them to change. I want their life to change. When you love those that do wrong to you and persecute and pray for them, then God's gonna, God will open up a door and give you a way 
give you a, give you an opportunity to make a difference and make a change in that person's life. Listen, someone that is coming out against you, someone that is that is operating outside of love, they're they're coming out strong against you, and they're they're uh, maybe criticizing you or ridiculing you or 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 uh, just really just being a thorn in your side. That person needs you. That person needs you to be loved to them because they probably don't have very few other people in their life that may be may be able to walk that love will walk with them. They need somebody to be the light, somebody to be the Christ in their in their life. And you could be the very one that turns that person's life around by operating, by walking in love, by walking in the faith of God. God's love in us will change a nation. God's love in us can change an entire community. You reach one person that has influence, one person that has has uh, is affluent or or has has uh, you know people look up to them, and you can actually turn a community around by one act of love, retouching and reaching one person's heart. God's love on the inside of us. God didn't call us to be combatant with everybody. God called us to walk and operate in love. Yes, sometimes we got to stand up and we got to say the truth, but we can still do it in love. We can still do it with the power and the authority of the love of God and not have hate in our heart and to do it God's way. Amen. So let me go ahead and finish up and, and pray. And I, and I, and I hope you'll, you'll go back and you'll take first Corinthians chapter 13 and you'll begin to open this up yourself and let the Holy Spirit get this on the inside of you that this is how we're to operate in the earth. This is who we are. We're people of love. We're people of power. We're not weak because we're we're in love. We're not weak because we love, but we are stronger when we love. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just worship you today. Lord, we thank you for opening up our spiritual understanding, our insight. Lord God, that we are able to walk in a place of love. We are able to walk in a place that most other people in this world will not walk in. But God, that you've called us to a higher place. You've called us to walk to a higher place, to walk in a place of love, a place of power and authority, a place to not be intimidated, a place that, Lord God, we can break the power of fear, break the, the strongholds of fear over our life and over other people's lives. That, Father God, that, that love is what will cause us to lay down our own life, to lay down our life to help other people, to give up our freedoms, to to give up our free time, Lord God, to to go and share the gospel, to give up our free time to to pray for people, Lord. People need the body of Christ. This world needs us, Lord. They need us to speak the word of God. They need us to pray over them. They need us to be the good neighbors. They need us to be the ones that operate and walk in love. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, for helping us, reveal to us, and Holy Spirit, correct us whenever we get outside of that love walk. You check us, you, you correct us, and keep us on the right path. You, you, the, the steps of the righteous are order of the Lord. And Father, we just thank you in the name that is above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen.